Good morning, class. Hey, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where our spirit is fed, our faith grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. It's wonderful to be an overcomer <laughs> instead of being the one that's overcome. It's wonderful to be victorious instead of a victim. If you say, well, it's, it's too late for that. No, no. Uh, he always causes us to triumph no matter what you've experienced. Make up your mind. I'm not done till I see total victory in this area. And God gets glory out of the victory. Get your Bible and something to make a note with. Come on into the class with us and uh, set aside everything else. Don't let uh, distractions be pulling you away. Give the Lord your full attention for these few minutes. This is not a lot of time for the class. And let's release faith and let's believe God that we, just exactly what we said, our faith gets quickened and we get enlightened. Lord, we ask you for that which only you can give to us by your great spirit. Teach us, quicken us, reveal to us. Uh, help us to see you, who you really are, uh, what faith uh, is, what you say faith is. Help us to see any wrong ideas that we've had or any wrong ideas that have been taught to us. Uh, help us to see the truth, the light, showing up what's not true, what's not right. And thank you for helping us to step up higher and to please you in, in, in our walk in faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Turn, please, to Hebrews 10 again. At our text in this series, we're calling... By faith, by faith, a study, verse by verse, almost a study of Hebrews 11. The discourse begins earlier in chapter 10 and verse 35. He said, cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. You have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. You know, the scripture talks about this is the 11th chapter. But just in the beginning of the very next chapter, the 12th chapter, he said, uh, seeing we're compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, that's all these men and women he just mentioned in Hebrews 11, these faith witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Patience. He just got through saying here, you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Uh, this race that he's talking about is a life race. It is, uh, and the way we run this life race is by faith. And it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's an endurance race. And it's not, you know, who jumps out of the gate the quickest and who turned the fastest time, you know, yesterday. It's what are you doing today again and tomorrow and next week and next month. You set a pace 
of trusting and believing God and you make up your mind, you're not stopping. We are going to run this faith race every day of our lives until we're out of here. And we're going to find that even beyond this life, we take our faith with us. <laughs> our faith that we've learned, our faith that we've developed, we take it with us and it continues to develop past this life because faith is not a temporary thing. That's what the scripture said in 1 Corinthians 13. Now abides, you could say now remains. Uh, faith and, and hope and love, uh, these remain uh, perpetually. So your time spent at faith school is not a waste. <laughs> you use it uh, the rest of your life and beyond. And so he shows us in chapter 11, verse by verse by verse, individuals. And uh, why would he show us this? Because like 2 Corinthians 4.13 says, we have the same spirit of faith. So what we see uh, Abraham doing, that's exactly what we should do in our life. What we see Enoch and um, you know, Sarah and, and all these individuals doing, we should apply that directly to our life because faith is the same. No matter what year it is or what century it is or what situation it is, faith is the same. The same spirit of faith. And we got down as far as verse 32 in chapter 11, looking at these individuals, and we've, we've uh, studied some uh, on Barak and Gideon and Jephthah, and now we're down to Samson. And Samson is known among those who, uh, who did grow up with some Bible stories they, for being strong, his great exploits of strength. And sometimes that's all people think about, and that's not enough. Uh, in, in Hebrews 11, this is not a chapter about strength only. It's about faith. So Samson had faith. And we've already begun to see where his faith was expressed and manifested. If you'll go there to the uh, uh, 14th chapter again, Judges 14, or actually even 13, 24, and 25, even as a youth, the scripture said that the Spirit of the Lord began to move him at times. The Spirit of God had come on him. And he'd be able to do things he could not do physically, but by that anointing. Then in 14, chapter 14, verse 5 and 6, there was an occasion where he, he was going somewhere and a lion came out of the brush or, or woods, bush, whatever you want to call it, and, and, you know, was going to jump on him and, and, and kill him. The Spirit of God came mightily on him, and he just ripped that lion into pieces without anything in his hand. He had no weapon, just barehanded, just ripped this lion uh, in two. Uh, not possible just with human physical frame strength, <laughs> but it didn't say he did it with his, his strength. What did it say? The Spirit of the Lord. Somebody say the Spirit of the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord came on him. And then there was this supernatural strength. This is beyond natural. So when we ask, why is Samson 
in the 11th chapter of Hebrews for his faith? Where is his faith seen? He had faith in the anointing. He had faith in the Spirit of God coming on him, enabling him. In fact, you can see later in his life, he expected that anointing to come. When, when, when there was an alarming situation or confrontational situation or, or, or Philistine soldiers to fight, uh, even if it was out of a dead sleep, he, he would jump up. He expected that anointing to come. Did you hear that phrase, class? He expected it to come. So then he would step out to do a thing that really he, he wouldn't be able to do. But when he did, that anointing would come on him and he would be supernaturally enabled. Why should we be studying this? Because the Spirit of God is with us too. And the Spirit of God comes on us too for all manner of different things. But it's not just all up to the anointing. We have a part to play. Our faith is a factor in the manifestation of the anointing on our lives. Look with me in the book of Romans, please. Hold your place there in Judges. We're, we'll be coming back there. But in, uh, in Romans, the 12th chapter, chapter 12 and verse 3, he said, I say through the grace given to me, to every man that's among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Think realistically according to the measure of faith you've been given. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that's given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy, read that next phrase with me, according to the proportion of faith. According to the proportion of faith. Well, how would one prophesy? Would that be by the Spirit? Would that be by the anointing? Well, then how, what's faith got to do with prophesying? See, this is a revelation right here. Some people have imagined, uh, when it comes to speaking in tongues, for instance, I struggled with speaking in tongues. <laughs> oh my, did I. For years, I struggled, I prayed, uh, I wanted the experience, I knew it was in the Word, I was convinced it was for everybody today, but I went, I went month after month and year after year uh, not receiving because I did not understand my part in it. I thought it was all up to the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit would come on you and just kind of take you over and speak through you independently of you. And I even said to people, I said, well, you know, I don't want it to be me. What do you mean you don't want to say, I didn't know this, but examining it now, what, what do you mean you, you don't want it? To, uh, well, uh, if you hear me uh, speaking in tongues, it won't be me. Well, who will it be? <laughs> well, I, it'll be the Spirit. So you want the Spirit to receive the Spirit. See, confusion. I, I didn't understand that the Bible said in the day of Pentecost, when the Spirit of God came on them, they spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. 
they did the speaking. The fact that they were speaking wasn't supernatural. They had to use their tongue. They had to use their lips. They had to force air out of their lungs and speak just like you're speaking in a known language. The supernatural part is where the utterance is coming from. It's not coming out of your head. It's not coming out of your understanding. It's coming out of your insides from the Holy Spirit. But you still have to speak or you won't speak. <laughs> and that's where I was for years. I kept waiting on God to make me do it, make me do it. And I didn't, I didn't receive. I didn't speak. Uh, finally, thank God, I got a hold of a little book by Brother Kenneth Hagin. And he talked about, you know, uh, how, how, do you, how you yield to the Spirit. And, and, and I, I spoke by faith. And I thought it can't be this simple. And, and it was. It was. I spoke by faith. And what do you know? I spoke. I spoke. Why, why am I going to know that? Because here you see that um, if, you, if you're going to prophesy, you will prophesy how? According to the proportion of faith that you have. In other words, less faith, you'll prophesy to a lesser degree. Greater faith, a greater proportion of faith, you'll prophesy on a higher level and to a greater degree. And not just prophecy, he said, or your ministry. Let us wait on our ministry. In other words, whatever type of ministry you're talking about or service, you will do it uh, by two big things. You'll do it by the anointing that enables you, but that's not the only determining factor. That anointing will manifest on you according to your proportion of faith, the proportion of your faith. We see the anointing manifest on Samson in an amazing degree. Is that right? Why? Number one, he was called and separated of God. It was the plan of God for him to be the deliverer for his nation. But we know from Hebrews 11 and what we've been talking about here, Samson had a real big proportion of faith for the anointing to come on him physically. God groomed him in that. He trained him in that from the time he was a boy. He had multiple experiences until by the time he's a man and, and, and time for him to fully step into that place. He had some kind of strong faith that when he went to fight or do anything, that anointing would come on him like a house of fire. He believed it to come. He expected it to come in a big measure of faith. Can you see that? That's why he's in Hebrews 11. It's not, and this is so important because a lot of folks, like I was thinking, if I'm going to speak in tongues, it's all up to God. It's all up to the Holy Spirit. And so you've got many people thinking the same thing about all manner of things. Well, it's all up to God. We wish God would do it. We're waiting on God to do it. No, no, there's a manward side to this. Even though God calls you and puts His Spirit on you for something, it'll manifest to the degree of your faith. You know, I'm, uh, my call, part of my call is speaking. And uh, I, the first time that I uh, went to speak, I was invited to a little church. This is decades ago. And uh, my confidence wasn't where it is today. <laughs> In other words, my faith for that anointing to come wasn't where. I, I spent hours and hours and hours on my notes 
and uh, back then they were handwritten. And I was so afraid I'd lose my place that I preached like this. I, I would read part of it, and then I, I thought, well, I better not just stand in one place. So I put my finger there, and I would step around, and I would hold it so I wouldn't lose my place. And uh, I know, you know, I did the best I knew how, but that anointing was on me, even back then, to teach, to preach, to minister, but my faith was at a lesser level to express it and to believe for it to come. Can you see that? And so I, 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 I'm more walking by sight. I wanted to have everything planned out and laid out so I wouldn't lose my place. But now, you know, after decades of doing this and feeding my faith, it's grown, it's developed. I don't, I'm not saying I've arrived. I want, to, I want it to grow more. But uh, I can start in a setting like this or whatever setting. I've prepared, I've prayed, I've got some notes, but I'm believing for something beyond that. I'm believing for the anointing to come right now <laughs> and to enable me to, to utterance, to say the right thing, to say it exactly the right way. And I'm believing for the anointing to come on you and all of you. To come on you and enlighten you and you see things and you get things and you get answers and you get quickened and you get strengthened. That's not me doing that. That's the Holy Spirit doing that. But can you see that my faith and yours too uh, is, an, is connected to it. The stronger we believe for that, he's ready all the time. If somebody will step out in faith, here it'll come. Here it'll come. Uh, when it comes to speaking in tongues, I know I had so, some relatives that didn't understand some of those things. And when I, I, I started speaking in tongues, uh, they wanted to ask me about it. And they said, uh, you, you, you're saying you can just speak in tongues anytime you want to? And, uh, and, I, and I tried to quote the scripture to them. They didn't understand that. And one lady, she said to me, she said, you can't just turn the Holy Spirit off and on like that anytime you want to. And without thinking, it just came right out of my spirit. I said, no, he's always on. He's always on. What do I mean by that? Well, he's always in you. He never sleeps. He never slumbers. He never leaves. So what? When I take a step of faith to speak in tongues, he's right there to give utterance. Can you see the anointing and utterance comes the moment you step out to speak? The moment you would step out to witness uh, and, and be a witness. Uh, the moment Samson would step out to fight. Can you see that act of faith caused an immediate manifestation of the anointing? Praise God. It's why uh, Jesus ministered the way that he did. You remember in, in his uh, earthly ministry, he would read from the, we have reason to believe oftentimes from the prophet Isaiah, where it says, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me. And then he would say, you know, he'd read it and say, he's anointed me to do this and to do that and do the other. And then he would say, uh, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. Why is he saying that? For them to believe the anointing is here. To do these things for them. Why? Because when we step out in faith expecting the anointing, it comes. He, the Spirit of God, manifests and the anointing manifests. 
If you sit back and do nothing or you draw back and shrink back, there's no manifestation. But here we see, whether it's prophecy or ministering, are you still there in, in uh, Romans 12? Whether it's uh, ministering or, or you said, or teaching. See, that's what I've been talking about the last few minutes, right? Teaching. Uh, when it comes to the things of God, teaching is dry and intellectual with no anointing. I mean, it's, it's not worth sitting through. But if the anointing's on it, it's enlightening your eyes. It's ministering to you. It's quickening. And how will we do it? According to the anointing, yes, but according to the proportion of faith. Exhorting. Do it according to the proportion of faith. Giving. You do it according to the proportion of faith. That's why a lot of folks don't give at all. <laughs> no faith. <laughs> right? No, they, they don't believe that um, God will multiply it and get it back to them. So they cling to it and they hold on. Uh, he that rules with diligence, let him do it according to the proportion of faith. All of this is according to the measure of proportion of faith that you've developed. And when your or my faith develops more, then we access more. The stronger we step out in faith and the bolder we step out and the more confident we step out to do it, that is the stronger response the Holy Spirit will manifest. Is this exciting or not? <laughs> it explains why there's not a manifestation in a lot of areas. And it also explains why with some people it just keeps getting stronger and stronger and more and more. Why? Because their faith is increasing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And they just expect it to happen. Oh, glory to God. I'm going to preach myself happy. Why? Because I can see through our life and ministry, you know, uh, we have churches and we have projects and things we need to do. This studio was a project. It didn't exist until the Lord gave us the concept and idea for it. And when we launched it, I just expected it to happen. We had no money to do it. We had no idea. We'd never done it before. We expected it to come in. And anybody know what happened? It came in. Why did it come in? Because the Spirit of God, the anointing, moved on people. Is that right? Moved on people, drew people, enabled people. But that anointing manifested uh, when somebody stepped out in faith expecting it to happen. Expecting, expecting. You know, I ask my wife Phyllis oftentimes, uh, you know, just every day or so, something comes up and I'll say, you know, what are we excited about? <laughs> What are we expecting? What are we excited about? Why? Because if you're not excited, expecting something, you're not in faith. And if you're not in faith, you're not giving the Lord anything to work with. It is not just all God. It's certainly not all us, but it's not all God either. He works with our faith and with our response to Him. And so understanding that, it begins to be more and more obvious why Samson, uh, not just a strong man, he's a faith man. He's a man of faith. Certainly he should be in Hebrews 11. Who else has done exploits like this by the anointing of God? He expected, I know I've said it uh, three or four times now, but he expected. 
expected that anointing to come on him when he grabbed hold of that lion. He expected that anointing to come on him when he picked up that, that donkey's jawbone and started swinging. He expected it to come, and come it did. <laughs> it came and rushed on him and empowered him to do things that otherwise were absolutely humanly impossible. But that's when God gets the glory. It's when things happen that everybody sees that had to be God. There's no way that could have happened except for God. The Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord coming upon, the Spirit of the Lord anointed. You know, when Jesus would preach that and say, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me. And we have reason to think he did that numerous times in different towns and services and places. Then, you know, the Bible would say that masses would come of people and they sought to touch him. You remember that? Why? Have you ever thought about that? Why are they seeking to touch him? Because he has just told them that anointing is here. Can you see that? That anointing is on me. That anointing is here to heal you, to deliver you, to help you. And faith comes by hearing. And so they would hear that and they would believe it. And they would want to come touch. And the Bible would say, as many as touched him were made perfectly whole. Why? Because, come on, can you get it now? When they touched, what else was going on? They expected. When they touched him, they expected that anointing they heard about to come into them. To heal them and deliver them. And everyone that touched with faith and expected, that's what happened. Remember the woman with the issue of blood? I mean, she'd been through multiple operations and all kinds of treatments and, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. Couldn't be helped of any science of her day. But when she heard, <laughs> heard about Jesus, wonder what she heard. She heard he was anointed. She heard people were touching him and getting healed. She heard he was touching people. And they were getting healed. She believed it so much that in her weakened condition, she left the house. She pressed through the crowd. And she kept, the Bible said, she kept saying within herself, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, if I can just touch. What is she doing? What is she doing? Does she have faith in the power of God? Yes. And, and, and is she expecting that when she makes that move, that power is going to manifest? This is how miracles happen right now, today. It's how they have always happened. For every person in every generation and situation, it's the same faith. It works the same way. When you see nothing happening, it's because people are not believing, they're not expecting, they're not acting, they've given up, they've quit, they've given up hope. But we're not of those who draw back. We're of those who, like that woman, we say, as soon as I touch, it's going to come. As soon as I get up and start talking, the anointing's going to come. As soon as I say amen to that prayer, it's going to come. Things are coming. Answers are coming. Provision are com is coming. Anointing is coming. And this, my brother, sister, pleases God. It makes him smile. He goes, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and he manifests, just like on Samson, he manifests that power and it brings miracles to pass. And we're out of time again today. We've enjoyed being with you. 
Join us again tomorrow. We're still, we're not done with this. Join us again tomorrow in Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390. 